0: Hello guys, welcome to our show, today we discuss about technical SEO challenges, why you need to have high speed on your website, and how it can impact Google ranking. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Olivia and Breda. How are you? I'm
1: good, Anatoly. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you again and your audience.
0: Yeah, a big pleasure. A big pleasure. I want to learn more about technical SEO and uh, I want to tell the technical SEO is not my strong side because I usually pay more attention to SEO management and to cooperate with great experts who can help to grow my uh, websites, my client's websites, but uh, I know how it's important to have high speed websites without technical errors because Google needs this speed. It's not about Google. People need it. (laughs) Users need it. Uh, They want to consume content from uh, websites with high speed because uh, according to some data that we can find online, people bounce fast if websites are loading for a long time. So, Olivian, before we start, just remind about yourself, about business, uh, your background and why you decided to share with us about this important topic.
1: My name is Olivian Breda. I've been doing uh, search engine optimization since 2006. I've been working client side, agency and freelancer. My uh, biggest experience so far is as a freelancer. Um, I've been working mostly from Romania, but also for one year from London, UK. Yeah. Um, I like doing SEO. You mentioned earlier about technical SEO. And uh, one thing I like is, um, for example, um, you get a new website, a, a new website in your portfolio. You analyze it, you look at it, and you draw some conclusions, and you make, uh, make some learnings then another website new learnings and i like this fact that uh, generally for technical seo aspects you can fix it uh, up front so before most of the seo tasks like content mark content marketing or uh, uh, link building th- these one these ones are uh, on the long run but for technical aspects you can do a technical audit and uh, fix things and see how the website changes uh, after you make some suggestion and they get implemented. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you
1: asked me why I want to take, talk about SEO. It's a subject I'm passionate about. I really love doing SEO. I've been doing it for quite a while. Um, I remember when uh, I was in college uh, in 2002, I went in an NGO, and they had internet on a broadband in 2002, and it was like... Okay, I was, I was spending nights in there just to use the uh, internet uh, for, uh, for uh, personal or, or for whatever reasons. Most of them personal reasons. I, I had the online connection and I really loved the internet and I was spending time
0: online. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Uh, okay, let's start uh, from the basic, I mean like from tools that can help to fight all these technical errors. Can you list your loving tools that can help in the process and uh, share advantages or disadvantages of using these tools? Because I think like Google Search Console is a must-have tool for uh, any SEO goals, but we have other great tools. So any tips? how to, which tools can help and uh the best features or uh where to pay uh, so much attention
1: okay so um you should start an audit with this uh, thing go on google site colon name of the website.com or whatever domain you have you should see how first have an idea and how and how google looks at your website Afterward, you should uh, authenticate your website to Google Search Console. You should already have an analytics platform like Google Analytics. Uh, if you haven't upgraded to Google Analytics 4, it's a good uh, time to move because on uh, th- this summer, you, you will no longer have uh, access to Google Analytics 3, Universal Analytics. You have to move to Google Analytics 4. So basic stuff are like site search, Google Search, Uh, console and Google Analytics. These these are very basic. Okay. You'll need some premium tools. For example, uh, Screaming Frog is the tool I use most. For a very small website, I think you can still use it for free for a very small uh, number of uh, pages to visit. Uh, They count like uh, HTML, but also JavaScript, CSS, or images. So if you have 20 pages, it's likely you can use that uh, free tool, but if you have... uh, 500 pages plus images, uh, CSS, JavaScript. You need to pay. So Screaming Frog. I use it. This is this is the tool I use the most in my uh, in my activities for uh, technical SEO. Um, other tools include. Uh, so the tools are best used for a goal. So. Um, you shouldn't. Okay, I have a list of tools. I have. I should use these tools. No, you should have a look. What do you need to, to do? For example, if you want to do on-page optimization, uh, Screaming Frog or another crawler like Sidebulb or whatever. You, there are some tools which focus on uh, how to improve the technical aspects of the website, C- crawling, metadata, speed schema things like that there, there are more than these, of course okay so screaming frog i use it a lot uh for link backlinks hrefs Rush. i saw you put an article recently on linkedin uh, with some tools uh, which you can use and you mentioned uh, tools like semrush it, it was a good article um Okay so for backlinks semrush and ahrefs uh, there are others but these these ones i use the most um for site speed so you have to put it into so um, there are tools like um, web page test gt metrics pingdom which give you uh, an exact figure your website loaded in so and so seconds and uh, 2 seconds 2.5 whatever and these are the tools which you should use to get an exact measure of how fast that your web, does your website load. On the other hand, just knowing, okay, my website loads in five seconds, I need to do something, what should I do? So it's not enough to know you might have an issue or perhaps even if you load in your website loads in two seconds, you want to do better, you want to load in 1.5, one second, whatever. So for this purpose, Google has a very good tool called uh, Page Insights, something like that. They, they it was web.dev, then Page Speed Insights. Now it's only uh, one URL. Uh, and it gives you, if you scan your website with the Google Page Insights Speed, something like that, uh, it gives you a list of recommendations. Okay, what you should do conc- practically, what, what steps should you take? optimize your images, uh, minify your CSS and JavaScript, uh, whatever, it, it gives you a, a detailed uh, list of things. It generally has also links to explanation. So, okay, it will tell you to minify JavaScript. How do I do this? How, how can I do this task? You, you click on a link and it gives you details. If you use common platforms like uh, WordPress, uh, Shopify, whatever, sometimes it give, even tells you, okay, for WordPress, you should use a caching plugin like uh, some so-and-so, and you should try to optimize the speed by using a caching plugin, things like that. Okay, too much about speed. Let's uh, come back to the list of websites. Uh, website. So for schema.org, um, Google offers a Rich Snippets Tool. Uh, it, it's a tool for um, scanning uh, schema.org on the website and it gives you basic insights. Uh, you should, it will tell you warnings and errors. In my opinion, you should try and fix the errors. So they're in red They're of course, uh, a big issue because what they will mostly lead to is the schema for that page perhaps not being shown. On the other hand, you will also, uh, the tool will also show you some warnings, like they are shown in orange and perhaps they are less important. You could take them into account, but it's not mandatory that you fix them. For example, if you have a product page and your product page doesn't have reviews, sometimes you get a warning, okay, your product page should have reviews, but you can live with that. Look, an orange um, uh, uh, just uh, passed my eyes. Okay, Um, so schema. Uh, for local business, I think you, you should um, optimize your page for uh, local business. Uh, I generally, Now, it depends on the country. There are some countries in which some uh, search engines are more used than others. I generally try to optimize for uh, Google uh, business profile and uh, Bing places. These, these are the ones I use the most. But there are some other search engines which might have some particular... Uh, Uh, present in some niches but generally these two are good to optimize so if the client already has them try to improve them if they don't have it try to claim your uh, listing and have a presence in there for um, for social media there is a tool by uh, Facebook which I use quite a lot it um, I think you'll find by searching developer debug tool uh, something like that if you just google uh, debug tool for facebook i think it will show you the result You you can put pretty much any url in there and it will show you how it will be it will look when listed on facebook the image title description and so on um, sorry, I, I need to go to the list. It's, uh, the question was large, so I, yeah. I, I will try to provide you with the exhaustive list of uh, resources because the question nice,
0: was... Yeah. Uh, okay. A long answer, long long, valuable answer. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I want to ask you about uh, critical errors. For example, you, know, if you mentioned a lot of great tools uh okay. all these tools show uh a huge list of errors uh hundred errors a thousand errors a lot so and uh, sometimes uh webmasters don't know what to fix i mean like uh, how to find critical errors uh, and uh, i remember a story when i asked my customer to fix uh, technical errors and after a week i asked again what he fixed and he replied to me that uh, he fixed uh, alt text uh, in uh, pages, uh, contact uh, about us. I told you <laughs> I didn't ask about that, but that was on these tools. So uh, uh, for me, it's more important to pay attention to priorities. As you mentioned about, uh, uh, about, uh, for example, uh, some tools like PageSpeed Insights can show green line. Uh, yours can show green line. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you tell how to find these priorities and fix errors that uh, it's a must have to fix?
1: <laughs> okay. So uh, there was this quote, uh, I forgot exactly what the name was, uh, but his, this one guy said, okay, uh, 50% of the budget spent on advertising is thrown out of the window. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's 50% is well missed, 50% of the, the window. But I don't know exactly which is which. That's <laughs> the issue. So, yeah. I know 50% is wrong spent, wrongly spent, but I'm not sure which 50%. Okay, I have another story. I once uh, gave a, a team, uh, look, uh, this is a Word file with some findings, and this is an Excel file with some um, things to fix. So I put in the Excel some URLs, and in a Word file, some um, things to fix, and I connected the two. Now, the developer only looked at the Excel file. He opened the Excel file. He saw a list of URLs. The explanation was in the Word, and you should uh, see them as connected. Um, and uh, at that point, the person tried to fix some things, but it actually made the things worse because in the Excel, there was no explanation. But what I supposed, okay, if I give you Word and Excel, you read both Word and Excel, and you see that they are connected. No, it... Uh, It wasn't interpreted like this. They only looked at the Excel. Uh, It was an issue because they caused some problems. And after that, I tend to, okay, I will give you an Excel with a list of links. And each time I will also mention the fix right next to it. So even if you just open the Excel, you'll only have fix and uh, the issue right there. Now, coming back to your question, uh, I think uh, that tools... For SEO purposes, are mostly meant to scare you. So if a tool, you, if you run a, a, a test through a tool, and um, that tool will tell you, oh, your website is 95% good, and some minor problem, only 5% issues. In that case, you will say, okay, that's good, that's nice. Perhaps I will fix them, perhaps I will not, but I will stop using this tool because it tells me that I only have uh, 5% issues. On the Mm -hmm. other hand, if you will use that tool and it will tell you, look, you have hundreds of errors. 99% of the pages have some fortune error. This is a huge issue, huge, huge, huge. Another five average. Only three pages on your website are flawless. You you have big problems, friend. In this case, um, in my opinion, you are most likely to use that tool because although it scared you, it also gave you a reason to use that tool. So um, whenever using tools that automatically scan your website and give results, always have this in mind. Okay, they are most likely trying to sell their tools better, and it's not easy to sell a tool that tells you that things are perfect. Okay. Um,
0: so okay. you think it's a good idea when tools share a lot of errors, but uh, because customer you know, you remind me, Gary V. Gary V replied uh, to some question that you need to scare uh, customers to create this feeling fear. <laughs> I don't know why, because uh, customers need it. So probably tools can do the same job, like to share a list of errors. And I see when webmasters often ask, please fix Uh, All errors, I want 100%. Do you think it's a good idea to have 100%? Of course, it's a good idea to have 100% if you can fix everything. But it's hard, and sometimes we don't need it. Uh, So any tips about uh, finding the right balance between fixing errors, critical errors, and yeah, the best line that you can get, like yellow. (laughs)
1: Uh, I think that's why you need a consultant. That's why you need someone doing SEO audits to have a look at the results that the tool gives you and to prioritize things for you. Uh, And there's another aspect you should always test. So, for example, a tool will tell you that you have 30% uh, meta titles that are too short and uh, 20% meta titles that are too long. And you will try to fix some of them But what you should do is perhaps try to fix like uh, 20 and see what results you get. Try to fix another 20 to see what results you get. And then you could extrapolate to some other pages. So it's better to uh, try and fix partially an issue and see how how it impacts the website rather than trying to go all around. Okay, I will fix 900 errors because that's what the tool tells you. Now, uh, about uh, what items to fix. So um, you should try and fix, first of all, some uh, errors which are easy to fix. For example, if the meta title uh, doesn't contain the brand name, it's easy. Okay, I will put a formula. I will just add to the meta titles at the end. Automatically, just by modifying one line, I will uh, add uh, uh, the brand name. So this is an easy fix which impacts the whole website. If the meta titles are too long, I can add uh, a script which checks does the meta title without the brand name uh, uh, have a length which is uh, close to 600 chapters. In that case, I will not add the brand name at the end anymore. So um, there are some things which are easy to fix. You should start with them, okay. Then there are some things which are easy to fix and important. Okay, perhaps uh, let me come back to my original idea. Start with them. Then you should start to try to fix the easy things which are average importance. Okay, now you will get to some things which are uh, more difficult to fix, but have a high importance. Do them also. Okay, I think you get the idea. Try to create a matrix of uh, easy to fix and important. Start with the easy to fix most important at the first, at the beginning at the uh, end with the most difficult to do and the le- least important at the end uh, as i told you before you shouldn't trust in my opinion um, what most tools tell you that is important and is not so if it tells you 60 um, percent of the images have no alt text perhaps it's a website which uh, is, uh, there are some websites which have uh, rather small num- number of images and they most of their images perhaps are like in the template. Even if you add the uh, alt text to an image in the menu, to an image uh, in the footer area, which like social networks or whatever, the tool will tell you, okay, 60% of the alt, the images on the website have no alt text. Even when you, fix this issue you will not solve too many things because people will not search Facebook logo and uh, reach your website by searching the alt text in the footer area where you have some social networks. so there there are some errors which the tools will tell you okay you should fix this but are actually very very less important so uh, I cannot give you a quick answer rather okay have a look at the list of uh, Things the tools tell you, the tools tell you, and uh, Google them. Try to find out some things. Is it really that important to solve? Try, try to figure it out. This is my answer. Yeah, I got it.
0: Yeah, valuable, valuable. Okay, Alivin, uh, I want to ask you about the topic that it's hard to ignore today about AI. And I think AI will play uh, a huge role in SEO, in content marketing, in content creation. Uh, Even today, uh, we can't ignore this tool uh, because I cooperate with many great writers. All of them, all of them use AI. And uh, I usually tell them it's better to use it smart, not overuse. (laughs) So uh, and uh, I had uh, a podcast with Jeff Coyle, co-founder of Market News, and he told me, in the future will have three companies the first company will develop ai the second company will implement ai and the third company will be obsolete <laughs> so can you tell how ai can help in technical seo optimization or uh, in entire seo from your experience
1: okay so um seo is here to stay uh, ai is here to stay it has been uh, people have been using in uh, seo have been using ai for uh, quite a while Artic- article spinners uh, content generators used for keyword research so we have been using it for a while what happened is that uh, last autumn chat gpt 3.5 came to market and it was a very good ai and for the first time it was it was a, a grand, grand leap from the quality of uh, text produced than the version V4. So it it raised uh, quite uh, well. Now there is another version called ChatGPT4, which is another significant leap. And um, my first observation is an article I read uh, quite a few years ago, I think 2015, something like that, uh, on a blog called Wait But Why? in which it said that um, the author said, "AI will not grow linearly. So it will grow now, and uh, two years from now, it will grow a bit more, and so on." No, we are most likely going through an exponential uh, curve, which means that uh, what we are seeing right now is incredibly, incredibly just the beginning. We, what, what I expect, and the author, I think, also expects, um, is AI to grow, grow. Unimaginably behind, so I, I expect to go very the the thing to grow very very uh, much. So mm-hmm. th- that that's one thing about AI. Now you asked me a specific question and I will answer it. Um, in technical SEO, you can use AI, for example, for uh, doing some keyword research. You can use uh, AI to help you with the keyword research and try to establish what is well and uh, what can you improve on keyword research. There are some articles already written on how to use AI, mostly ChatGPT, but also AI, on how to do better uh, keyword research. Okay. Um, ChatGPT can be used to write code. So if you have an idea, okay, I have an idea of a plugin for SEO that that could do a thing or I had an idea about a Python script that could help me automate some things. What used to be done by until now? Okay, I will search uh, Stack Overflow. I will try to find a piece by piece. I will need first an algorithm for this small thing. Then I will run into an issue and I will search for uh, how to solve that small issue. And I will spend 20 minutes more. And then I will have to, okay, I need to do this. How do I do this? I, I will spend 20 minutes more and that solution will also have some minor issue. Okay, 20 minutes more on uh, how to solve that issue. This is how it used to be done. Okay, I don't know how to program in Python, but I can use Stack Overflow and what is written already in there to find the solution. Right now, if I have an idea of a plugin or of, uh, or a script for uh, in a programming language which can be used for technical SEO purposes, I can go to ChatGPT or another uh, programming and I, and they could help me write it. Um, There are some, so (laughs) there are quite a few articles written on how to use uh, ChatGPT and also other AI on how to do technical SEO. Um, I liked one one about generating extension. So I I read one article, how can you generate an extension for Google Chrome, which will do a specific thing. So one guy wrote uh, a prompt then it, uh, it, um, that guy um, refined the query and, and after a few minutes or something like that, it got a working extension for Google Chrome. So one more thing, um, I think AI, so right now it's used a lot for texts, texts which mean uh, content creation, uh, keyword research, for example, uh making from a large quantity of information a small text or making from a small text uh very developed uh, argument things like that writing code for example uh, it it has some uh, uh, results also in image generation okay some of them are not perfect but they also work on g- image generation and in video but in video it's a bit more difficult because once you see an it, it There are a lot of variables to take into account to make a video that looks realistically. Okay. But as I told you about the exponential curve, I expect the AI path and what we will see in the next years to be, okay, amazing. Uh, What will happen to some jobs, perhaps including mine? I don't know. I hope uh, I will find uh, a way to do some things which are... uh, not replaceable by, by AI. I hope I will still be able to find such things. Currently, I think I do some things which are not replaceable by AI. But uh, there was a when uh, ChatGPT, as an anecdote, when ChatGPT started to grow, uh, they said, okay, we will have a new job. A new job will be writing prompts for ChatGPT. So just uh, asking him a question. There will be a job just for that. And uh, some new article came. Oh, no, no, no we will um, create uh, an AI who will write questions for ChatGPT. So there will be another AI who writes the question for ChatGPT. Even that will be replaced. So, okay, the sky's the limit with this.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree because uh, I think in the future we will have this occupation that can help to create these prompts and who will manage results or edit results because. uh, I often see when companies submit generic questions like how to play g- guitar, how to lose weight. <laughs> but you know, it's so generic. You can get a piece of content that you can find on Google, a lot of great content about these topics. And it's better to be specific to ask, uh, some, uh, questions, uh, unique questions, uh, unique prompts. And I remember when Elon Musk did it. Uh, before, uh, when he started to criticize Chat GPT and AI technology, he told that uh, he even signed this letter uh, to procrastinate the process. Then, after some time, <laughs> he bought expensive equipment to develop this technology on Twitter because, um, as Jeff uh, as Jeff Coyle said, you know, uh, if you don't develop this technology, you can be obsolete, you know, in one day, and. Uh, yeah, and uh, Elon Musk uh, posted a screenshot on Twitter, how he asked hard question on ChatGPT. He got this long answer, a uh, unique answer. Uh, and yeah, I think it's skills, you know, to set up the right prompts to understand. Uh, because if you ask these questions, you can get uh, much better results. And uh, yeah, you need to edit. Of course, it's important to edit. And yeah, in the future, writers can... Go to this field, you know, to edit and manage the process. Alivian, I have the question about mistakes. Can you list mistakes that companies still do in SEO in technical optimization, and your tips how to find a much better way?
1: Okay, I one mistake which is, it's it's killing me. It's 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 really killing me. So um, tags, okay, in WordPress they have a cool feature called tags and they also have categories so let's say you have a blog you can tell the tag uh, let's say you write an article about um, um, mushrooms whatever no uh, forests you want to write a, an article about forests in Romania okay and you put some tags it's, uh, it has some trees it has some, and you will add least some, uh, perhaps if you're using the article some specific trees, you can add some tags and uh, perhaps there are some categories like um, article about nature, article uh, written in an editorial style, uh, a documentary. So tags means that you have a lot of liberty to add various things about the article and categories are much more specific. You, If you have a nature article, generally a website only has a few categories, three categories, five, 10, whatever, but it generally doesn't have 100 categories. On the other hand, if you start counting the tags a website has, you will get, so a lot of articles that have at least three, five uh, tags. And if you have hundreds of articles, you can easily get to a website where it has hundreds or thousands of tags. And here is where the problem is. At some point, uh, early in the beginning day of Google, um, people used to try to trick Google by adding some tags. Okay, I have an article about forests in Romania. Okay, I will add all sorts of keywords related to the topic so that Google will think that the article is very relevant. And to some very small Um, amount of time at some very specific point this actually worked it stopped working Google found the solution to fix this issue but the problem is that people still hang up to that thing and it's a common myth okay you should use tags and when you know WordPress it tells you the exact keyword it says tags and you associate in your mind oh this is SEO I must be using tags How much should I add? Should I add one or two or three relevant tags? No, I'm doing SEO. I should add tens of tags, a lot of tags. I should be spamming all over the place to keep adding tags to people and uh, to to my blog posts. And this is the issue because, Tags become very easily irrelevant. So if you add the five tags to each article and you have hundreds of articles and you don't have a coherent uh, way of tagging your articles, you can easily get into having a lot of tags which are irrelevant, a lot of tags which only have one or two articles. You you will have duplicate tags, for example, using the word forest, forests, the forests, uh, whatever synonyms for uh, forest you might find and instead of using just one word as you would do if you would fo- if you would keep using categories you will try to use tags and you would try to spam google and, and you would get a negative result um, my suggestion to people is this uh, if you if you are using wordpress put a lot of attention on how you use tags it's it's easily g- going to get into spamming okay uh, if for categories, you can use them. It's it's fine to use categories, but also you should have a lot of categories on uh, WordPress. So this, I've seen this. I mentioned this uh, issue, uh, th- this one about tags, because I, I've worked with some WordPress websites and it's kept re- keep, uh, coming back. Okay, people have WordPress, they should use tags. They have a lot of tags and they, they are spamming things. Okay, this is one uh, thing I, uh, I I think about. Another one is over-optimization. Whenever people try to do SEO, they think, oh, but uh, this is uh, an article about forests. I should try to cram as many keywords as possible. I should put in there synonyms of the words forest. I should put the word forest at the beginning, whatever. So um, by trying to do the perfect SEO article, what you end up with, is an article that people will not like to read. They will not share it. They will read it. Okay, you have put uh, five H2 tags, all started with forest in Romania because you think this is a valuable t- keyword. But the article sounds very strange. Who would put in a normal article five times in H2 tags, forest in Romania at the beginning of the H2 title? The, it, it makes no sense. The person reading it, okay, we'll see. Hmm, they are trying to spam Google. They, they are trying to manipulate me. Why, why are they doing this? It sounds so wrong. They will put a lot of links from one thing to another. They will bold, but instead of bolding the important things in the article, the relevant things related to, to the relevant to the client, to the uh, uh, reader, they will try to bold. Okay, this is a keyword. I'll try and bold it and make it more appealing to Google. So all this stuff Instead of helping you rank better, in my opinion, it will uh, it will have negative uh, impact on your SEO. So, one, one thing is over-optimizing the website. If you will try to um, uh, do it, um, it will not help. I see we have a question in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, about AI content generator. Yeah, good question. Yeah, thank you. So can you reply to this question? Yes, I can. Um,
1: We have, there is an article uh, appearing recently. I forgot exactly who wrote it, but uh, they have studied uh, that, that um, they have studied this issue. They they made a recent art, uh, I read a recent article about this. So first of all, uh, AI content generator, People have been using it for quite a long time. So, uh, for, for example, article spinner. Article spinner means, okay, you have an article about forest in Romania, but you don't want to write one article about forest in Romania. You want to, you want to write hundreds, thousands of articles about ro- forest in Romania, and your creativity will uh, will have a limit. It, it's, it's hard to write the first, the second, the third, and after five articles, you will run out of ideas. So what people did was uh, uh, trying to use uh, some solutions, perhaps not exactly AI, but like they use some algorithms. I'm not sure if it was exactly AI, but articles, articles, peanuts meant, okay, you have an article about uh, forests in Romania, you, you can make it, um, different in 100 ways okay um, did it work well okay I, I will answer this but uh, the person who recently looked at the issue about uh, created content with chat GPT said uh, it's best to create content that uh, has a human touch so if you create it from scratch, perfect, that's, that's a perfect article. But let's say you have some uh, difficulties in finding ideas, or let's say you have to write not one article about forest in Romania, which will find details and you will document yourself and you write it uh, from your personal perspective and so on. But you want to write 10 articles like that and you will have difficulty difficulties writing in the article in 10 different ways. For that scenario, you can use uh, content generators, like uh, th- there are many tools like that. You just looking for uh, AI uh, content uh, creators, you, you'll likely find uh, lists of tools uh, like this. Okay, so if you use uh, only your mind and your abilities, that's the best solution. But if you use uh, a content generator, and you change the text it's also fine it there is no issue in my opinion with this the issue appears when you only use the content created by the generator i think the article said um, if i'm not mistaken is that uh, if you use only content generated by machines the the impact uh, they did a study it was i think it was poor okay so um, what was the impact of the article spinners. Um, The thing is, Google will try to understand your website both by just looking at the text. Okay, I will see this text. And try to determine, is it relevant? First of all, is it relevant? Is it useful? Is it in a page that uh, follows some criteria about technical SEO and things like that? But it will also look at external signals. Do people um, link to that page? do people for example search for if we, if you put, publish an article on a blog do people search for that blog is it is it a brand do people talk about so if you have an article on a website called, called forests.com uh, it's it's it sounds very similar to forex.com but it's forests okay so if you have a, a website called forests.com uh, it's hard to make a brand, but if you have um, uh, whatever brand, uh, 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 an individual's name, for example, or a specific brand that is only related to you, even forest.com, so not just forest, the word, but the word forest.com, the brand, if if they people talk about you, this will help. This will show Google that you have you are a brand online and people talk about you. And you are mentioned and you are worthwhile to appear on Google and uh, to get results.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Olivian, it's a big pleasure to get on the show again. You always share valuable insights. I love your tips. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you.
1: The thing is, if you Google me and you don't find me, I think we should end our collaboration. If you try to find me online and you can't find me, my my I, I, it's an issue. So I try to be on uh, social media. You can find me. I have a blog. Um, I I write the blog because I need. I have a personal urge to tell something, and. While for, from time to time I do get some ideas in internet marketing, I get all sorts of ideas and I want to put them all in writing and I have a big list of articles on the queue to be written but I, uh, sometimes months pass and I, I, that list become instead of becoming smaller, uh, it becomes larger larger of articles what I need, what I want to write. And I write about all sorts of things. So if you will follow me on my blog, olivian.ro, you will see that I post in there not only things about internet marketing, but in all sorts of things. Uh, On my blog, olivian.ro, on the bottom, you will see there's a list of categories. And in there you can select only English language articles. So I think this might help you if you want to read from me um I'm on linkedin Twitter Facebook and other networks um you go on a website and you they have two three social networks you go on my blog you go to the footer I think I have 30 social networks I don't know I'm I'm all over the place I, nice. and I um uh, yeah. on Twitter okay. I have a lot of
0: okay okay guys I'll submit the links to social media accounts to personal website in the description below listen to us on apple google spotify and see you next time